Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've just come straight away from the Green Brigade. Hi, we don't meet half sex, Yes, Barry, I'm back with a Celtic unrestricted view. My name is Ryan Clifford and I'm joined by Barry once again. Barry, through the next round of Scottish, easy days for Celtic, not out of second gear once again. Hope you are very well, mate, and a good weekend and very good result of the weekend, mate. Hey, Ryan, great to see you, mate. Great to be back on the show as well. And It's been too long. You know what it's like, life gets in the way and the thing that you're most passionate about, you just can't get the chance to talk about it. So this is our time, uh, and we get a wee shot to talk about the the best club in the world. I uh, you say second gear. I mean, God, there was periods in that game where I thought we were in neutral, um, but a fantastic win. We we move on um, through to the draw. I think it's in. I think it's in maybe tomorrow the draws get done, um, and let's see who we get, mate. But yeah, great weekend. We were talking just before we come on there. When you're a Celtic fan, your weekend's determined by how the team got on. You know, if they win, you've had a great weekend. <laughs> if there's any other result, it's not so good. But uh, a good weekend, mate. Great to be on. No, I think you're spot on, Barry. Um, I think we were actually talking before we come on, as he says, and it doesn't matter if you play football or you're supporting your team. When you lose, it does affect your team. Um also affects your team, but also affects your mood. <laughs> Sometimes your message isn't happy. You're, so, it's one of the things, mate. Football does fill a big void in your life. Um, and obviously, there's no actual void this weekend because we've won. So, um, it's all good, mate. Like you say, um, we've spoken about it for a long time, Barry, and this personally and 
um, on the podcast that we have been setting gear most of the season, I would say. People might disagree, but in my opinion, I don't think we've had many games where we've had to actually step up. Um, I actually thought yesterday, if we did have to step up, I think we could have went through the gears and I think it was maybe enough for each of Maybe 10 minutes to go. I think we've got enough minutes to go, right? Let's just put it in the first, second, third. Let's, let's, let's carry on here because I think Barry overall, in terms of the squad, mate, you've no doubts about the quality. You've no doubts about the gears we can go through. Um, we've seen it all season, mate. So I think maybe it won nothing. There's maybe a few flutters in the in the stadium. Some of one nothing. Maybe maybe they get a wee goal here because I think we can start off, Barry. I want to give you credit to St Murray. I actually thought they came with a game plan. They try to play. It's one of the first teams I've seen to Celtic part this season, apart from obviously a Champions League. But in terms of domestic wise, they're one of the first teams that's actually came and tried to actually play, tried to open this up. But this is what I'm saying, tried because. They couldn't. Um, they gave it their best, but I think overall, mate, like you say, it's class tall because once we get the second goal, it was just kind of easy sleep. Yeah, and I think you're right. Full credit to St Mirren, you know, the players for coming out and trying to execute the plan they had. And, and full credit to Steve Robinson as well for, for coming with a plan because it's the easy thing against Celtic to just sit back, low block, you know, waste time, take fouls, break the game up and, and fair play to any team that wants to do that but I think you know he came to that game, it was a cup game, knockout and he came with the full awareness that you know they need to do something different they need to try something different um, because teams that are sitting in against us, it's not really effective you know, we, we seem to be finding a way to, to, to break that down and the more teams do it against us you would imagine the better we'll get uh, playing against it so Aye, full credit to St Mirren. Um, but yeah, Ryan, I, I looked at the bench yesterday and uh, Chris Iwalumo, hope I'm saying that right, uh, who was doing the the, the, the footage for Viaplay, he asked Hans Postacoglu after it. He asked him about the squad. He said, how do you keep all those boys happy? He said, because as players, we all want to play. Um, and as Postacoglu, his, his response was great, obviously, as as it always is. But the depth and quality that we've got uh, must be very intimidating for other teams. And it's not just, you know, like for like. You know, it's there's a lot of variety, Ryan. You look at the personnel on the bench compared to... I mean, there's one straight away we saw in Kyogo. Two very different types of strikers. You know, Haksabanovic with Maeda, two very different types of wingers. So, you know, what we've got, as much as we've got squad depth, we've got variety, we've got players who can come on in the same position, in the same system, but they're offering different things, which must be an amazing weapon for Ange Postecoglou to have. But it's by design. It's not by chance. It's not by luck. He's built the squad that way. Um, we've seen in the past, we... we Celtic team, Celtic squad, where we've just stockpiled, we've had, we've had the numbers, but the quality has to be there, and it's often been like for like, you know. So it's it's amazing to look at the first oven, and then you know you're you're looking at the bench and going, well, even if this isn't going well, 
And again, just, just to own that point about teams playing a low block, they must look at it as well and go like that. Well, even if we do manage to get to 60 minutes, 70 minutes, goodness me, they can bring X, Y and Z on. Uh, and they're fresh and they're ready to go and they want to make an impact and they're talented and they're different. So I wouldn't want to be a manager of any other club uh, in Scotland coming up against this Celtic team. I think um, I think you've said this spot on, Barry, because I think a lot of teams and managers, sorry, should I say, they're actually starting to wake up to maybe how good we are. Um, in the past, even under Rogers, I don't think we got enough credit. Um, we won four trebles, Barry, and then any credit, so I don't see why now we're getting credit. It's weird how football works when you're when you're being successful and winning and doing well. I don't know if it's because I wasn't the other side. They weren't in the league at the time. So I don't know if that was now why it wasn't publicised. But now, like you say, in my opinion, Barry, I think teams are starting to theories in the tunnel before they even plays. Um, I think, like you say, you look at guys like Jota. I know, for me, Jota, the last few weeks, he's not had the heights of um, what he's been for us. But he's still creating goals. He's still contributing. Just, but I, think, just, but I think the full thing with Jota, Barry, is I think it's because he was worth £6 million. People expect perfection every game, which is granted you're worth a lot of money. You should be playing well every game, but it doesn't happen like that. You know yourself, Barry, like you say, you've managed football, you've played football. They're, they're no robots, they can't play well every game as much as we want that as fans. Any wee bad pass, we're getting on their back and stuff, but sometimes when you actually sit back and kind of look at things perspectively, you realise that maybe wingers, like I've said before, Barry, are very inconsistent. Um, but even if they're inconsistent, you've got guys who can come on off the bench, like he says. Even James Forrest, against Hulk, the boss is the game at Ibrox. He's still a good option to bring on the bench, but he's not really kicking a ball because I think the other guys, I think maybe Hans understands now. Again, it's just my, from my perspective, maybe he is understanding now. Maybe these guys are going to play more than maybe he does think um, with James Forrest because maybe that's why he gave me a new deal as well. Um, but I'm, I'm spot on with you, mate. I do, well, I'm both spot on. I'm saying you're spot on. That I do feel that teams are starting to fear us now. I think they're coming to Celtic Park thinking, maybe the only way we can maybe get the school line down is we playing the low block and just, as they call it, park the bus. Um, that's some disrespectful. That's what some of these teams need to do because, like you say, you're missing firepower. Kyogo, I know he's got injured, but Kyogo... Um, You've got Jota, Maeda, who's been phenomenal since mm. the World Cup. He's one guy I think we can mention, Barry. Um, yeah. Get your opinion on him. Some he's maybe still split with the fan base, but I wasn't sure about him. I don't know whether he was a, a, a winger, was he a ten, was he a nine, was he a and that I wasn't sure where he played in this system. Um, but in my opinion. He's been phenomenal since then, Barry, the World Cup. It just does they stop running. It's effortless. It just it's it is basically a jury cell battery. It's oh. just absolutely uh, absolutely relentless. And for me, he's a guy he can adapt now. As much as when he first came in, I was thinking, where does he play? Will he play every week? Will he just be when Jota and a bad are injured? And now he's keeping Jota, uh, not really Jota, but a bad out of the team. Because he's playing every week. Um and I think maybe Especially when the game came up to 
the final. Um, I think he's going to be a key player coming up, uh, Barry. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Maeda because I'm not sure if he splits opinion now. I think after the World Cup, I think most Celtic fans have saw just a different side to Maeda. It was always dead recognisable his work rate and his ability to press and close people down. I think everybody always recognised that and that his goals to games ratio was good. I think the criticism here was that he missed a lot of chances and that technically he seemed to lack a wee bit in terms of building up the play. But my biggest criticism, Ryan, before uh, the World Cup was that he wasn't standing the defender up. It, it was very rare to see him, even with that pace, it was very rare to see him take on the fullback. His game typically was getting into good positions and then he would, you know, first, first time he would put the ball into a dangerous area, which he's good at. But I've seen a totally different side to my head. I didn't know he had that his locker, the ability to go past players, the ability to um, cut in field, you know. Um, if you think back to a couple of months back, he's going against Hibs. He got a wee bit of the break of the ball, but then he's cut in and he's fired one into the top corner. So he's exciting to watch. You know? I'm enjoying watching him. Um, and, and it's he's having an effect on the game all the time because you can't take your eye off him for a second. You know, As a defender, you need to be switched on the whole time because his runs are brilliant. And he get his goal there... Uh, going through the middle, which you know was where he played for Japan at the World Cup. So he's capable of playing through the middle as well, Ryan, which again is another option because you know Kyogo's get that wee knock, we don't know how it'll be. So isn't he quite up to speed yet? So you know if there is any issue with Kyogo, it might be that Maeda will, will win in that position. I'd, I'd be pretty confident that he'll playing there, going on his form recently. Um and he's scoring goals regular as well, but I think he's only 23, 23, 24. He's, he's not like old, he's not old. No, he's young, he's young, mate. So, um, and he, he obviously, he's work ethic. I mean, there's not many people like him in terms of how hard he works off the ball and the sacrifices he makes. I remember Ange saying that recently about him, you know, the sacrifices he makes. He's a very selfless player, in yeah. Ange Postecoglou's words. But all that's all, all very well and good. But now we're starting to see the quality to go along with it and the confidence to go along with it. So he's, he, he, can you imagine playing fullback against him? He would be your worst nightmare. You know, you, you'd be constantly looking around, where the hell is he? You'd be worried sick any time you get the ball. Um, you'd just be wanting rid of it because you know for a fact he's going to be snapping at your heels. So... Aye, it's, it's been good watching him play recently, Ryan. He, he's been, post-World Cup, he's been fantastic. A wee comment from the YouTube, The Garden, eh, Maeda. It's from JJI. Aye, his confidence post-World Cup has just kicked up massively. That's very clear. The guy is brilliant. He's like a Duracell bunny. He never stops. I think, Barry, um, I think JJ um, says, I think, that I think me and you have said about him there, um, I think it's kind of roughly what the fans are starting to realise as well um, that he is obviously not just a, a Duracell bunny, he has got ability because I'm being honest with you I've, 
I've obviously been critical of some players in the past, i.e. Greg Taylor, and now I've listened, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, but, all, but I'm just a fan, I can be wrong. No, we all get um, it wrong, don't we? Um, but you can only speak and chat about what you feel at the time, um, and at the time, I wasn't sure about Maeda, where he was going to play, I, didn't, I just didn't know where, where he would fit. i seen how fit he was, and I could see what he was doing, but I just didn't know, I didn't think technically he was maybe at Celtic's level yet, but now for me, he's one of the, on form at the moment, he's one of the guys that you kind of drop, my opinion. Um, so I'm definitely agreeing with you, Barry, and I'm agreeing with what JJ says there. Um, another comment as well from the YouTube, from Plunge. It took me the time to adapt to a new country and now we're seeing the best of them. I think Barry will put that to you, mate, but I can kind of take that as well, that it, just because you obviously um, it started off okay, it did kind of maybe dwindle, but it happened with Hitati as well. I think I spoke to Jay Bieber the other day that maybe he peaked a bit early in the season and then obviously it kind of caught up with him near the end of the season, but not just on Maeda, but I think the Japanese guys, especially him and Hitati, uh, have definitely seen the best of them now. Yeah, that's a good point that the viewer makes there, actually, that you do forget, Ryan, don't you? I mean, we spoke about this before we came on. Being a Celtic fan is it's a frenzy. You're obsessed with your cup, you're obsessed with your team, and you don't always take in all the details. But, you know, the, the comment's spot on, because the guys came from the other side of the world. He's got to adapt to the life here, and his, his home life here, and you know, everything that goes with being a person and, and living in a certain area, it's, there's a lot goes into that. So credit to him, credit to Hatate, credit to Kyogo. Um, these boys have, have they've made it look relatively easy. You know, the, the, the way they've settled and you can see the, the relationship and the rapport that they've built with the fans. I mean, particularly Kyogo, he loves nothing more when that game's over and, and we've won. He loves nothing more than to go over and start it, you know, get the boys going. I've seen that uh, So get the chance to do it um, against St Mariner. Joe Hart was egging him on. So it's, it's fantastic. And again, as much as you, you would credit that to the boys themselves, but, you know, the, these the players and, and their endeavours on the pitch is only as good as they've been led that's how important a manager is. That's why they get they get sacked so often and there's always a, a craze to get the next manager in because they're that important to the club. Um, because these are the guys that are leading all the standards. They're the guys that are leading you know, the atmosphere and the, the changing room, the what's expected of them during the week in training and ultimately the results on the pitch. Uh, is kind of top down really and, and that's why you know I know we're going to speak at some point on the show about Ange Postacoglu and these horrible rumours about clubs <laughs> down south sniffing about him but um, that's how valuable he is and obviously you know we've said many 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 times on here uh, what he inherited was, mm. was a shambles and it just shows you what one person at a football club can achieve if they've got those qualities and he's got them in abundance. No, I agree, mate, definitely. Um, a wee comment as well from Jamie, who was on the topic of Jota. I just watched Ryan Kent, who cost more than Jota. <laughs> he's murder. <laughs> um, we're trying not to talk about, we're trying to talk about <laughs> him as much, Jamie, but I do, obviously, I've, I said at the start of the season, my opinions about when people were kind of 
Um, talk about the myth about Ryan Kent and Jota. And for me, if the both of them are on a going day, Jota's absolutely clear as day, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. Um, people can argue the point, and, I, and I'll accept their argument. I'll say, right, OK, I can take the point. But they'll never change my mind on um, Jota for me. Maybe, maybe I think, Barry, the only thing with Jota is maybe the consistency from him, I think. Um, again, he is only young. I'm not, by the way, I'm not going to compare him to Ronaldo, but, but I'm just talking about the way Ronaldo didn't start off well, man. It took him a few games to get his, the, basically the way that Sir Alex wants him to play. Nobody will be greedy all the time, passing the ball and moving and basically been disciplined. And eventually, guys just basically between him and Messi, the two best guys ever to play football, in my opinion. So, just because you don't start off well, it doesn't mean you're not going to get consistent. And I think more, the more he's here, Barry with Ange, I think Jota will get more consistent, I hope. Um, but even though he's not been consistent, maybe singing out brilliant performances week in, week out, the, the sharpness and everything. But see if you actually look at his... If you actually look at him, see his, his, his feet. It's so quick. It's like defenders just don't know where he's gone. Um, he's still contributing to goals. It might not be the flashy bits of Jota for last year, but he's still doing it. He might not be to the fans' eyes. He might not be doing it. Or he's not, he's not taking guys on and getting the ball in the box and stuff like that. As usual, but he's still contributing. He's still the iron needle passes and they they reflect. He's still doing things that we don't always notice. Um, but on that, in my opinion, I agree with Jamie that um, I, I've got my opinions on Ryan Kent. I do think Ryan Kent. People are going to say Ryan's are just trying maybe be a, maybe be a bit bit respectful, be a bit balanced. I think if Ryan Kent's got a good manager and a, a better system and he's a bit more consistent, I think Ryan Kent's got attributes. There's no doubt. He's quick. He's tricky. He's definitely got attributes, but if you're comparing him and Jota, um, in my opinion, Jota is clear, Barry, in my opinion, well clear, but it's just my opinion, mate. Right, well, if we absolutely must compare the two of them, um, I, I'm not one of these Celtic fans, as you know, Ryan, that will slaughter them just for the sake of it. You know, I'm, I'm still going to be fair and, and give my honest point of view. I think Kent is a ball carrier. He, he's mm-hmm. fantastic in Europe for them because... He can get them up the pitch, you know, he, he can cut in, he can... But he doesn't score enough goals and he's never going to score enough goals because he just doesn't have the nose for it. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have that instinct uh, for goals. And you look at his goals-to-game record, it'll prove what I'm saying here. Whereas you, you look at uh, Jota, Abada, Maeda, you know, um, these guys, their input to the team in terms of goals... It's just far superior. So, if it's a straight pick between Jota and Ken, it's an absolute no-brainer. It's going to be Jota every day of the week. And the, the, the issue with Jota as well, Ryan, he, he said a couple of wee knocks, mm-hmm. and then I think he, had, uh, he was one of the ones that had that wee illness that was going about. Yeah. So, I think there's, there's been an element that's kind of stop start for him. But, as you say, even on a bad day, he can have an assist for a goal. And one thing you're guaranteed with him as well, which... Isn't he always the case for a kind of fancy Portuguese winger is he'll, he'll graft, he'll work hard for the team. So if he's having an off day, you're still going to get that for him. You know, he doesn't go hiding, he doesn't go missing, he doesn't sulk. Um, he still works hard for the team. Aye, um, I agree with you, Barry, just in terms of real wingers. 
even Hasebanovic and I know James Forrest hasn't really contributed, but he's not really played as much to contribute as much as he has in the past. But Ian Hasebanovic, for me, he's been there as well. For me, he's quality. We're just, just so many options, mate. Um, oh. And in my opinion, I, I, I said 17 or 18 goal shots for Celtic over a year and a half. For a winger, that's not bad gone. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and I think he's got decent assists as well. I think he's played 51 or 52 games for um, Celtic. I think he's got 17 assists, roughly 17 goals, which is very decent, in my opinion, um, compared to, like you said, a lot of other winners in the, in the league. Um, I, I do... I do believe all all round player. I think McGregor's the best in the country, but I think technically for me, Jota's the best in my opinion. I think Jota is a very special talent. Um, I think if he does get his game more consistent, I don't think he's going to. I don't want to see he won't be here too much longer, but he'll have his suitors because once it all clicks for him, he's. I think he would take us for Scottish football. I think that's just the way he plays, Barry. I think he's. He's fed on the front foot, he's quick, he's nippy, and do yourself, Barry. Defenders don't like playing against, like you said about Maeda. I'm, I'm not saying I was the best player, but I, I was nippy, I was quick. doesn't matter if you're the best of players, if you've got that turn of pace, defenders don't like you get turned. If you turn a defender and you get pace, it's, it's cheerio. And the thing about Jota as well, he can play it on the left or the right. I know most of us prefer to see him on the left. But the form Maeda's in has meant that he's had to play over in the right. And, you know, he's, he's got a great right foot uh, for balls into the box. You know, he, he's very good at just getting a yard and whipping it into the box. And I think probably what you're saying there, Ryan, is he's going to get better. He's only mm-hmm. going to get better because uh, he is a young guy. He's, he, you know, he's, anytime I've heard him speak, he's always spoke about, you know, he's always come across as very humble, actually. Very humble guy, kind of looks the type of guy that's dead easy to get on with. So, they kind of things are vital for football, especially in this day and age, you know, with the hype and the money and the, the camera exposure and um, the quick fixes and, and people going to clubs for the wrong reasons. And um, because he left a club that he adored, you know, that was his boyhood club that he left uh, to come over to Scotland and. So I, I I love his personality and again I go back to Ange Postacoglu and, and the players that he's recruited and um, the characters that he's brought into the club. Um, it doesn't get spoke about much um, here, but our our record on the pitch in terms of 
you know, how we conduct ourselves. You don't really see us getting involved in scrapes and arguments mm-hmm. and crowding around the referee and, and with a good reason to here and there, with a very good reason to, and yet you don't see it happening. So, again, it goes back to the manager and uh, and the kind of values that he's laid out. You and I were talking about it before we came on, Ryan, as well, about, uh, and I'm sure there'll be some viewers out there that would uh, would like to comment on this. You know, comparing Ange Postacoglu and Brendan Rodgers, or not even so much comparing them, but just kind of recognising how good they are. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's their attention to detail. You know, you were talking about it, Ryan, you'd, you'd went to a, a Chris Commons night and, and he was talking about his relationship with Brendan Rodgers and he highlighted that to you that, you know, the guy was meticulous, he was detailed, he was showed up before everybody else and that's what you've got to do if you want to be at the very top. And when we were saying earlier about teams maybe fearing us or being intimidated by us, I think, in my point of view, it would be more the case of there would be a... You would feel quite debilitated, really, because... You know, and it's a bit cheesy, but we never stop. You know, that 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 is literally what's happening. You've seen that every single week, say, like, take to the pitch, we never stop. We, we come out of the trap straight away. The tempo gets set, we play a certain way, and that's it for 95, 96 minutes. It doesn't light up, and you can tell with the manager that it ain't going to light up. So, you know, often when you, when you play a team that's a bit ahead of you, you're relying on a bit of luck. You're relying on them maybe taking their foot off the gas a wee bit, maybe taking it for granted that they're going to win, but I don't see that happening under this manager, right? I, 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 I can agree with you, Baz. Um, I think as well that for us anyway at Celtic, I think the only way teams will beat us is if we're not on on par that day. If we don't turn up to a day game, um, even Rangers, in my opinion, um, if we turn up to a day game in Scotland, there's, there's only one winner, in my opinion. Um, I think we're too good every, everywhere in the park. I don't think there's a position where any team's got any any players better than us, in my opinion. If I, right now, I, I just can't I think I just want to take anybody else because I just think that, like you said, the way the manager came in and the way he's brought these guys into Celtic and he's progressed them, developed them, and now you can get the fruits of that and talk about fruits. A lot of comment as well from YouTube and it's from our own JP. Um, even he's he's say evening, even boys. How are you? Hope you're well. Maeda is class. What an asset to have Harry Cool. He has been remarkable since arriving in the work. He's done to wingers and Ryan your clocks and three forty five for months. Thanks for coming out, mate. Um, I'll get Barty tomorrow, right? I'm sick of getting stuck for that. Um, but I put it out to you, mate. Obviously, Harry Cool. Quite a good point to JP makes. Um, it's not something that gets spoken about a lot. Um, maybe between the fans it does, but no really in the media. He's not really talked to media a lot. He's not really out there. He's obviously working very hard behind the scenes, but I think now you can maybe see the work he is doing, Barry, behind the scenes. Well, shock horror. JP makes a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like him. I'm only kidding you, big man. Um, I absolutely. I mean, is it a coincidence that you know, Harry Kuehl and the time he's, he's been there that Maeda's games, to me, like, after the World Cup, it seemed like his game was different. It almost seemed as if, you know, he'd been gave a whole new set of directions, what to do on the pitch. 
Um, and you would have to... I mean, Harakul was an outstanding player, and that was his position. He, I know he did kind of play in some different positions, but out on the left um, was his natural position. So, uh, obviously, you're going to improve with somebody of his pedigree being there and, and mentoring you. But then again, I'm saying obviously, but the best players don't always make the best managers or the best coaches. So uh, that's probably a Dane Harry Kuehl, a, a disservice there. Obviously, he's very committed. I, I watched some of his interviews when he first came to the club and I listened to Ange Postacoglu's reasons for bringing him in. And one of the things that came across was how determined Harry Kuehl was to be successful as a coach, stroke, manager. So that hunger to do well is obviously there with Harry Kuehl. And I've seen, you probably watch it too, you know, some of the Celtic TV footage that you get watching the guys training. I'm always watching that to see if I can spot something. And a lot of the times you see Harry Kuehl out doing drills with him. So, yeah, full credit to, to him and, and the, the impact he's had. If he is one of the main contributors as to why Maeda's playing so well then uh, again a master stroke uh, by Ange Postacoglu bringing him in all roads lead back to the gaffer <laughs> Aye I, I think Barry we all know now that they can obviously hear bits of information but you can obviously see that the manager has got just about full control of it um, in the football side Um Obviously, by all accounts, what it looks like, some managers in the past haven't had that. It might not be true, but just by what you see um, and hear from a fan's point of view, sometimes decisions on the park or decision bowling level, you think, mate, that's a bit strange. Why are we doing that, etc.? But you can never really question anything that happens now with a manager, if it's transfers or coaches come in or backroom staff, whatever it is, um, you never really question it. Um, and again, something we can't question, is on the game yesterday, Hatati. Um, we'll start with him, mate. I thought he was very, very good. Um, his goal as well at the end. I don't think he was smiling at the end, and I don't think he realises how good he is as well. Um, I just don't think he realises that he's he's actually progressing very, very good as a player. Um, for me, when he first came in, we all know Barry would be seeing him. He was superb, but then he did kind of. The latter end of the season, it kind of peaked down a wee bit, and I think that was maybe due to, again, it's just favourite I can think as a fan. It was maybe the Aurea adrenaline came in first. The way he was playing, he was playing well. It was already a four year him coming in and how well we're doing, and then he kind of maybe burnt out, maybe, maybe because he was playing a lot of games. Um, but I think we're really seeing back to halfway through. Uh, back to the start of the podcast, we're talking about mate, we're seeing the fruits of things now, and we're seeing the fruits of him. Definitely, because I thought yesterday um, it was just about the best one in the park. Well, he's one of these players, isn't he, that you watch and he quickly becomes one of your favourite players. His style of play is he's so easy on the eye. You know, he done a couple of reflex in the game yesterday that were just just a joy to watch. You know, and he's he's got that low centre of gravity that's 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 dead good to see his you know his range of passing. He's got an eye for goal. Um, he, he's got a, he's got that wee bit of creativity in him. He's got great vision. He's only young as well. He likes a tackle. You know, he, he makes up the ground. He gets his cell about the pitch. 
he plays football with a smile on his face. I mean, good goodness, what more could you want? You know, he ticks every single box. His his goal, um, his second goal, was outstanding. I think it was so that let the ball run um, mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, good for, good on him for having that awareness that Hatati was coming on and was in a better position to get his shot away. But oh, he fired it in the back of the net. It was a lovely finish. Um, and he's another one that's similar to Maeda in terms of getting better. You know, how much improvement has he got in him? Because, you know, he's a young guy. He's, there's, there's a lot of things he could still add to his game. But, yeah, he's, he's been one of my favourite players, you know, since Ange came in and, and the players that he's brought in. He's been one of my favourite players to watch. Um, just because that area of the pitch, you know, it's... Most people that that are, that are involved in football will tell you that central midfield can be where games are won and lost. You know because you need, you need those guys to be doing a job both ways. You know they need to be going back the way, help the team defensively. But there's a big onus on them as well to drive the tempo going forward. And it just, it just takes up great positions. I mean, uh, it, it just has that knack of being in the right place at the right time. You can't really teach that. I think Abada has it uh, as a wing forward. He, he's got that, and uh, it's not really something you can, you can teach to a player. It's just it's instinctual, you know. It's 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 just it just comes to them during the game. They don't really need to think it through. They just they find themselves in the place where they should be, and he's got that knack. So, I he's he's a great player to watch, and um, excited to see how far he can go. I mean. Like like a few others, you know, how much better can these guys get? And, and just just to kind of a wee mention as well for Alistair Johnson at right mm-hmm. back, um, it's been seamless. And again, I, I go back to the manager for that, you know, recruitment. But um, nobody's mentioned Juranovic. You know, best of luck mm-hmm. to him. I wish him all the best. But you're certainly not looking at that selection and going, oh, we're not the same team without Juranovic. It just looks like for like, to be fair. I obviously, um, on the podcast and personally, Barry, you know my opinion with Yanovich. I thought it was really top draw. I thought some of the fans gave him a wee bit of a, a hard time sometimes because he made the odd mistake, etc. But um, but for me, that I do agree about Hatati, mate. I think he's very, very good. Um, and again, I'd, I'd never want to sell my players. I'd never want to put out anything... Because I don't, let's be fair, nobody's really going to look at this podcast and go, right, a wee guy that says this, let's go and sign him. But, um, 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 but I do feel Hattati's definitely, when he goes, it could be two years, three years, he could stay here all his career, we don't know. But I do feel that if he is going to have suitors, it's going to be mega money because he's top draw. Um, and the only reason we don't sell players for massive amount of money is because they were in Scotland and it's Celtic and it's no down south. Because um, for me, another guy who I think made one of the best of games yesterday um, in terms of he's because of what he's used to is McGregor. But I don't think McGregor has to be good because when McGregor's just playing a simple game, maybe no hitting the heights that he always does, he's still effective. But I think, Barry, my opinion, I'll put this to yourself, I think McGregor he doesn't need to be good. Uh, he doesn't need to put the gears up because 
his horse gears still fantastic. I think he goes unnoticed, Barry, because he does the simple things well. And because he might know the the flashy balls through the middle or the balls at the top that you don't really think about that he's played well. I think sometimes if you actually took a step back, I might ask a date one day, Barry, just to maybe get a gauge of, I don't know how good he is, but just as a player, just watching him, mm. how good he is, because he's always there. He's covering somebody, he's always making a pass, he's at the side of the play when the ball's down the line, he's, he's always helping his teammates out, he's always talking, and I think Barry, because he was used to him doing things very, very well, when he maybe doesn't have the, I don't want to say the best of games, but maybe no what he's used to playing every game at the highest pump, he still does the things well, but we just don't notice it because we're expecting massive things out of every player. But for me, Barry, they two are without doubt the best centre-mids in Scotland. Um, Aaron Moy, again, brilliant, but I think because he maybe, he's no, I think because he's a free transfer, some fans go, oh, he's just all right. He's just all right. Ah, he's doing well, but he he still he still he maybe not play well. I think people expect him not to play well, but um, yeah. I think he's top draw. But I know what his fans were saying. On form, he's probably the best player in Scotland. He probably is on form. He's been phenomenal. But in my opinion, it's just my opinion. But I think all around, um, Hattati's definitely leading up to being one of Celtic's most important players. If not the most important next to McGregor, um, but. For, they, for me, they two, McGregor and Hattati, I, I, I put it on Twitter yesterday, outstanding footballers, and in my opinion, the two um, best at the midst we've had in a while, um, but definitely in Scotland. Well, you've covered the full midfield trio there because you mentioned McGregor, Hattati and Moy, and Moy got the assist for the opening goal, didn't he? And he got into that lovely position just inside the box, uh, both ready through and he, and he was able to cut it across. So uh, I think that's that trio is on forum, our best midfielder now. Um, and again, you've, you've got variety in that three. But Callum McGregor, you know, sometimes it's a compliment for a number six to say that you don't really notice them. Mm-hmm. And the, the, they sort of go, um, they're, they're operating without you really recognising them because that's part of their game, really. That's maybe the biggest part of the game is, is just to be in the right place at the right time, keep the ball moving, break up play, um, and he does it effortlessly. I mean, at the start of this season, when we were recruiting and, and bringing in centre midfielders, and Aaron Moy was brought in, and uh, Abelgard, although I know he's away now, but I remember thinking, I wonder if, if Ange Postacoglu sees McGregor as playing in one of those more advanced positions, and at that point, you know, I would have, I would have might have even sided with that. I might have thought, well, that, that is his more favoured position. That's his natural position. He's, he is more of a kind of forward player. But I've changed my mind completely. I think he's, uh, he's made that number six position his own. I think he, he understands that position now really well. I think he does the so-called dirty side of the game. Brilliantly, um, you see him breaking up play a lot. You see him covering for uh, our forward players a lot. Um, you know, I've I've seen him almost last man many times this season, uh, and he's the one that's covering. And part of his game this season as well is 
and this Disney go noticed enough for him. He's a strong boy. He's a strong, strong competitor physically in those duels because you'd need to be as plain as a number six. You know, you need to be able to hold your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, he's he's no shy away from that either. You know, captain of the club, somebody who's put a lot in, plays a lot of football every year, and yet he's still running those hard yards. He's still putting his cell in where it hurts. Um, and then when he's on the ball, we all know his quality. You know, we all know how good he is at moving the ball, passing and moving. He knows when as well to to get his cell a wee bit more further up the pitch. Um, you know, to break the lines. Uh, we go back to last year at, at Ibrox when he, he single-handedly changed the game, went on a mazy run and the rest is history. So he's an exceptional player, Ryan. I know that you've got a, a lot of love, a lot of time for him and, and speak about him often and no no wonder because um, his consistency as well, you know, shows up every week. Um, never under a seven. Always mm-hmm. a seven or above every single week, and I, he's he's an absolute class act. I I've got a lot of love from me. Um, I do really believe he's 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 taught me um about but a but a topic on Twitter the other day. But it was roughly it was all Rangers fans that were it was Rangers fans that were asked to comment back to me, which for me tells you tells you tells you everything what I meant by it. But for me, McGregor. And my, it's just my opinion. He just about walks into a lot of teams down south. Um, I, I said it in the last podcast. Maybe take me your top four or five who you would normally take as your top four or five. I know of this year it's a bit different, but normally your Liverpool's, Man City's, Arsenal's, Chelsea United, they're your top four or five. Um, even I, I Arsenal as well. So, but take away that, I think your top sixes, uh, your six downwards, I think he plays. Um, I know people mentioned McAllister at Brighton and guys at West Ham, Declan Rice, etc. If McGregor's playing down south, he's definitely getting talked about in that bracket. It's just because he's not playing down there. Um, I don't think I'm talking about a turn. I don't think I'm... I'm not wanting the players to go, but if a guy's doing well and a guy's top, I'm going to praise my players. I'm, I'm going to hype my player up because I don't think our players, Barry, and their managers, and I know Andrew's getting hyped up with us, but... I don't think our players and managers in the past as well, even Rangers players who have been very good in the past, um, I've never got hyped up. Um, well, so to tell I they've been hyped up, but in terms of maybe the money they should be gone for, as much as I don't think guys like Bassi was the best, he done okay for what he did, and Rangers can't, uh, Rangers got the money to go because they sold at the right time. Right, okay, silly bad then take it. Sometimes silly bids should be accepted because I don't think Barry, in terms of Celtic and Rangers, we, t- we sometimes rob ourselves. We don't accept the silly offers. Um, sometimes, like, a, like with JJ, we took a deal that I thought seven to ten million. Why? Obviously, we don't know why that was, right? I don't know why it was. I don't know if I'll ever find out. Um, just found it strange. The World Cup guy played the World Cup very well. Done well for Celtic, only seventy-ten million pound. Ah, for, for me, Barry McGregor should be getting talked about as your twenty-five, thirty, forty million pound close, but because he's playing with Celtic, he, people he won't. People say, "Oh, he's not done well in Europe, and he's not done well in this." I think against Madrid, he, he, he says he was a seven point three or seven point four against Madrid. 
he was he was better than half of the team that night. So to say that it doesn't belong to Europe, I stats might tell you that, right? But for my opinion, I don't believe stats are the be on nobody. I, I like to look at guys for naked eye and for naked eye, McGregor, in my opinion, easily goes down south and just about walks in every team apart from your, your maybe your top four or five. Don't know what you think, mate, but um it was just funny that it was Rangers fans that were giving me the the backlash saying no and neighbor need it and this and that and I'm thinking well that for me that tells your story. Um Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Some Rangers fans were saying that McGregor wouldn't get in the Rangers team. And I'm thinking, you're either taking me to bite here or you're just generally. You see, football doesn't for me because for me, McGregor. Uh, I, I don't even need to say it's on their team because he's he, he, he the best player. So, um, but I think maybe Barry, we should be talking up our players and our manager. They might go and fail. They might, right? But you've got to talk them up for what you see them every week playing football. I well, I think Callum McGregor's performances in Europe have been fantastic, and I think he's. Any time he's, he's played for his country, uh, there's, there's been games he's been the standout player in those games as well. So, no, I believe Callum McGregor is more than capable of uh, going down to the English Premier League and, and, and performing in that league because it's not just about his attributes uh, physically as a player, but Callum McGregor's temperament is second to none. You know, his commitment... Um, his leadership skills, which, you know, were, were, were questioned by some people when Ange first came in, you know, would Callum McGregor be able to, to front up as captain? Because he seemed for the outside as a, a quiet guy and kind of just went on about his business. But I think he's represented the club and that armband as good as anybody. Um, and he's, he's got a big responsibility in that Celtic team I've heard them saying it uh, in various interviews. I heard them saying it on a wee clip that uh, I managed to get access to of all places on TikTok. <laughs> and he was shouting in the dressing room about standards. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't think a footballer is... I don't think you can analyse a footballer, Ryan, completely unless you look at their personality as well. And obviously Callum McGregor has got those personality traits Um Desire, commitment, you know, resilience. Uh, again, Carl McGregor, when Ange Postacoglu came in, was on the back of a diabolical season for the whole club, him included. Um, so he's bounced back for that as well. You know, he's he's shown that he's capable um, of getting knocked and coming back again even stronger. So it's more than just what type of player you are and what kind of ability you've got. And, you know, one that kind of springs to mind here is Paul Pogba. Mm-hmm. Probably, one, probably one of the most talented footballers I've seen. With technique, right and left footed, back, strong, good in the air, could shoot, could pass, could tackle, had everything. 
But his career's just went like that. And that's because, well, looking at it from outside, I, I don't know, but looking at it from outside, Ryan, he doesn't have some of those traits that mm-hmm. Callum McGregor's got. So footballers, it's more than just their ability on the pitch. It's their heart, their will, their determination. Um, and all these things are invaluable on, a, on an actual football pitch. When you're in the trenches or when you're going for titles, when you're in cup finals, cup semi-finals, um, and, and you're in the clutch uh, and it could go either way, you want Callum McGregor's in your team. They're the type of players you want. So uh, I think enough said about him. I think he's, he could hold his own in any league in the world. I, I, I totally agree with you, Baz. Um, again, some people won't, um, but I think that's probably because the support of our team. I don't think that's him speaking with our football um, cap on. Um, the last comment from JP here, he got a BJP comment again. Last bit about the game, and we're going to Ange, Baz. Um, as soon as Hatati or Aaron Haskibanovic come on, we started picking them apart. We started to play forward more. They lost their pressing shape and more space opened up for us. Um, I'll put it to you, Baz. Um, I do think JP's right. I do think when they come on, I know um, Tombo got a, wee bit of a, a bit of a bad case on Twitter yesterday in social media, um, saying that he wasn't up to it and he was slow, etc. Maybe, uh, maybe he was. Um, maybe not his best performance. Um, but when when um, O'Reilly and Hattati, Hattati came on, Hattati, um, I think the game did change in our favour, definitely. Yeah, I think but you could probably fit that as well, Ryan. Probably if, if Hattati starts the game, uh, Haksabanovic starts the game, and you bring on uh, uh, the boys that started and place the game, it's probably going to have the same effect. I think the, the way that we approach games now and the way that we play and then that the, the changes come in, I think they're always going to have that kind of influence. Nine out of ten times, the players that come onto the pitch are going to have that kind of influence, Ryan, because that's when Martin team had to do a lot of running. They had to do a lot of running. And to commit to that way of playing, the, the, their game plan, it would have took a lot of energy out of them, you know, because you've got to be switched on the entire time and you kind of let your guard down for a second. And then, you know, Celtic roll on the subs and it's guys who are sitting there uh, desperate to go on the pitch and, and and get involved. So I do see most games that we play now, I do see that when the subs are made, there's an instant impact. Regardless of who it is, there's an instant impact. And I think it's just it's just another side of our game. And I would say this is fairly new or probably new to me altogether. I don't recall as a Celtic fan I just don't recall any time or any period where you would be that excited about subs coming on the pitch, um, anticipating that kind of impact. It would always be who we could bring on, um, and it was it was more hope because you, you're basically just you're starting to love them as your best eleven. So the players that were coming on off the bench, it was more hope that they could have an impact than expectation. Now because the quality is so spread out through the squad. When players come in alone after 60 minutes, 65 minutes, you just expect that they're going to have a, a say in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, as I said, because of the way we play, 
there's tired legs out there, but there's tired minds as well. You know, players have been having to be switched on the whole time. And so I think we wear teams doing, and by the time the subs come on, you know, they've got, what, 25, 30 minutes, so they can empty the tank. Yeah. And they're, they're doing it against players that are already kind of, uh, they've already went through their paces. So I think it's more the way we play rather than the kind of personnel. We comment from Anthony, mate, and then we'll go on to Ange. Um, do you guys think David Turnbull will be here next season? Um, yeah. In my opinion, I do rate him. Um, I also do rate him highly, to be fair. Um, I just don't know if he does suit the system, but before um, he got injured when Ange first came in, he was playing quite a lot and he was doing he was doing reasonably well. Um, but I think maybe we want to obviously get to the next level, i.e., better in the Champions League, you want to obviously do better, you need to improve. I've always said, Barry, I think sometimes maybe Liverpool have shown you this year, if you don't improve and progress and get fresh recruitment, you go still. Um, and I think we need to obviously move guys on eventually, guys need to get game time maybe, um, guys like Tumble. I don't think you'll be happy getting maybe 10, 15 months here and there, um, now and again. So I thought yesterday was maybe a chance for me well, I'm not saying prove himself, but maybe put himself in the picture for the game Aberdeen game, then obviously the final came up, which is obviously going to be the big game for obviously every game's a big game, Barry, but you know what I mean? Obviously, you, take, you hopefully take care against Aberdeen, and then obviously the guys will be training that week to try and get into the team for the game in the weekend against Rangers in two weeks' time, so um, they are, I think Tumble will go, will go. I think it all depends, Barry, on the type of deal you're getting for him. Um, I don't know. I, personally, I think he's maybe the only midfielder that maybe you can think of that would maybe be going. Um, O'Reilly, again, it all depends on maybe the bid you're going to get. But in terms of moving guys on, Barry, I think it could be maybe either out on loan or it could be maybe if somebody, a decent offer that Celtic maybe could um, accept. But I could maybe agree with Anthony, it could be maybe wanting to move on in the summer. But I don't really want to sell my players because I do think he is got a part in them to contribute, but I think we do, we do need to send guys to come in and play week in, week out, which obviously is going to happen, Barry, because of the squad we've got in the way um, and plays, but you want to send players to come in and play. Awata's maybe going to be able to take care of them eventually, so maybe we Awata being there, I think you maybe could let Tumble go. I know, to answer Anthony's question, mate, I don't think he'll be there next year. I think, um, I think, I see David Turnbull as number 10. I think that's his position. I think if you were to ask him, you know, his, his, his preferred role, it would be a number 10, mm-hmm. just behind the striker, because he's a goal threat. That's his game. You know, he likes to get in the box late. He's, he likes to shoot through outside the box. I don't think his link-up play, uh, middle to front, is the best. I don't think that's really his game. You know, getting on the ball, passing and moving, um, getting into positions out wide to help the winger, which is essentially what Ange Postacoglu wants his two number eights today. He wants Hattati and Moy, that's who's occupying those positions now. He wants them to be linking up the play, he wants them to overlap the wide players, um, and he wants that fluidity, he wants that constant movement for them. And I just don't see tumbles as I see tumbles as number 10. So. Mm. Ultimately, I don't think it'll work for him, Ryan. I don't think he'll be here next season. And 
I would say that because he, the way Ange Postacoglu does his business, he seems to be always evolving his squad. And, and I just think David Turnbull, as much as I rate him, I do think he's a good player and I do think he's got good attributes. I just don't think he's going to get to the level uh, that, that Hatati's currently playing at, Moy's currently playing at as a forward player. And O'Reilly, you know, who at his best was playing at that level as well. And I'm, I'm certain O'Reilly's is going to return to that. So Turnbull, I think, weakens the team when he comes into it. And I mean that with all due respect to him. I think he weakens the team. So I don't think he'll be there long term, mate. But He's, he's, he's a good player, he'll have a good career ahead of him and I think there's, there probably will be teams doing in the Championship that, that would benefit from having a David Turnbull in their team because, mm. as I say, he's, one thing he has is he has a goal threat. No, I can totally get that, Barry. Um, that's, that's definitely a fair comment. Um, I think he probably is, like, like you said, you're not saying he's a weak link, he's a bad player. Just the way we play, um, I, I can definitely take that, Barry, definitely. Um, and on to the big question, mate. Has Hans gone to Southampton? Has he gone to Leeds? Where's he gone? Is he staying at Southampton? <laughs> um, I called him to the media. He's in talks with... Um, he's maybe going to talk to Leeds. And which the, which the bets he's going to be a Southampton candidate? Keep the oh. fair, Barry. I did mention it on the Leeds podcast. See if teams are looking at Hans. In my opinion, as a a board level of a club or a recruitment for a manager, you're maybe doing your job wrong. I think you should be looking at the best managers. You should be looking at a Celtic manager who's doing well. You should be. Um, as much as I don't want any, any player to go who's who's doing well or my manager to do uh, who's doing well to go, he will eventually have his suitors. There's no doubt that Everton had him on the list. There's no doubt Leeds will probably had him on the list. There's no doubt Southampton, he could be on their radar. In my opinion, Barry, I think if teams are not looking at that oak or higher, they're maybe not doing the recruitment job well because he is doing very well. And I think he would suit. Um, listen, we're a massive team, but there's teams like down south have got a lot more money to spend, etc., etc. And listen, money does talk. But the way Anne speak yesterday, uh, spoke yesterday, sorry, the way he's always spoke, he knows how special this club is, he knows how special we are as fans. He knows that he's got a Champions League guaranteed if you win the league again. So he's at six blockbuster games. I know down south you get the, um, the exposure we're playing against these big teams and it's it's all just the, the league gets the money and everything comes where he is getting exposure. But you're not going to get exposure with Brighton or Southampton or Leeds, etc. playing the Champions League. You're testing yourself against the very best teams mm-hmm. for six games. I know it might only be six games. But you've got six games um, to test your metal at the highest standard in in, in world football, um, well, obviously European football. But it's the biggest tournament probably take away the World Cup. Um, I know the Euros is massive, but the Champions League club level is massive. It's the biggest tournament you can get. So I think we done okay last year. We did compete. People in Scotland and the media, you when they we competed, I know we finished bottom. Right or so, we didn't get enough points, but our performances did do okay. We just couldn't finish the chances. That was a we didn't defend amazingly, but it wasn't defending, it was, a, it was the issue. I know you ship goals, but if you score goals 
it puts the pressure on teams to then obviously come and attack game. It gives you leeway to really go get more goals. So I think we all know, Barry, the, the wee niggly part of the European campaign was uh, the goal scoring. But on hands, mate, I, I don't see any reason at all why clubs wouldn't want them. But there's no reason why fans need money, in my opinion. Um, I don't know when of information. This is just me and my opinion on this topic. I don't see any any qualms about um, Anne's gone. There's nothing. There's nothing in it. There's maybe in it about maybe um, clubs having their own radar or clubs' interest. I've got interest in Katy Perry. I've got interest in Rihanna. Am I going to talk to them? No. Do you know what I mean? It's just I can send them Instagram the question. They're just want to ding me. So I've got loads of interest in all sorts of lovely, beautiful females. So going to happen. So it's the same as Leeds and etc. They can have. Interest in Hassan Hutto, or they can have Ange, or Michael Beale, or Jim Goodwin, whoever it is, I'm not going to get Ange because he knows where he is, Barry. He knows how big this club is. And I, he knows that he's maybe, I think Barry, he's maybe getting a, I think maybe his plans 45 years, Barry. I don't want to say he's going to go, but I think maybe if he does well next year in the European stage, obviously that's hope for Bundy League, then I do feel. Um, he's going to get more exposure. I I do believe see when we beat them last year at Ibrox when we won we basically won the league when we went six points clear. I think I've said after that game that's when we got that's when he got big exposure. He put himself out there as that's was one at Ibrox again because the manner where it took us to to win the league. Even it was much my my dad that said my old man he says he just put himself out there. Now. Um, and in my opinion, Barry, there's no way he's gone down there. Um, the only way I would really say, I would always say best wishes to him. Um, but the only way I would say would be best wishes would be the end of the season. And if you go to a, a top four or five, i.e. teams chasing titles and teams that are trying to win the Champions League, your Chelsea's, I know Liverpool know this year, but normally your Man City's, your Arsenal's, United's, then I would say, right, OK, big man, you've done amazing. Fair play, you go and go and enhance your career, but anything below maybe your tap tap seven tap eight, uh, I I wouldn't really take kind to that. To be fair, I didn't take kind to Rodgers going, but we've also overcame that now. And you look back, it was amazing. But I think sometimes you've got to go where the ambition goes, uh, Barry. And I don't think I know you can rebuild teams that done with us, but I don't really think. Uh, again, I, I would maybe question ambition if he went to Leeds or Southampton etc. because. I just don't see why you believe a club of us to go down there, but that's just my opinion, Barry. Yeah, well, I'm glad we're discussing it. I'm glad we're having a conversation because I think there's a lot of Celtic fans that just kind of no one to go there, which is fair enough. <laughs> it's gave me the fear, Ryan. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> just the whole talk about this beautiful human being leaving our club has gave me the fear. And honestly, I, I think I woke up thinking about it. This morning, that's <laughs> the effect that this uh, amazing football club has on you. Um, but I was I was pleased with his comments after the match uh, with St Mirren, and, and he and he said exactly what you said there. He said he's he's already at a special club. That was his words. I'm already at a special club, and um, I can see the appeal. Down south, I can see why you know managers everywhere are, are desperate to get in that league, and it's obviously the exposure, but it's the the, the chance to do your craft at the highest level, 
and to test your craft at the highest level. And I think that is something that is important to Ange Postacoglu. I think he does want to test himself. He wants to test his style of football. And he wants to see, you know, how well it stands up against the best in the world. Now, he's getting the opportunity to do that Celtic because uh, he can do that in the Champions League. The only question, Mark, would be is, does he feel as though he's got the right resources, mm-hmm. money, spending power, to be able to uh, test his style of football at that level? That's only Ange Postecoglou can answer that. Um I think going by the, the man himself in the time that he's been here, he seems somebody who really values decency um, and, and, and being fair. So I don't think he would leave at this point in a season. I think that would go against his morals, I think. But again, you know, I, I bought into Brendan Rodgers and I thought Brendan Rodgers was one of us. And as much as I can understand his decision to leave, the timing there, is a bit unforgivable still. Um, so, yeah, it has gave me the fear a wee bit, but again, you know, it's like we're players in it. When we're players, I don't know they're going to be linked to all these different clubs. It's going to be the same for the manager. You're right, Ryan. If, if clubs have anything about them, especially, you know, mid-table clubs down in England, they, they certainly should be looking at Ange Postecoglou um, for the way he's come in and, and transformed uh, our club. But I just get the feeling, my gut feeling is that he's got these guys here, the Hitatis, the Maedas, so Alistair Johnston, uh, Kobayashi, he's got these guys here, they're so young, and he's got a big squad of players. And you know, I, I don't think he would be content if he left the new because he knows there's so many more gears that that squad can go through. Uh, different Brendan Rogers. Somebody made a good point on one of the forums or one of the forums I was on that Brendan Rogers, with all due respect, he sort of did take us as far as he could. I felt, you know, he'd won everything. He qualified for the Champions League uh, on two occasions, and so he took us to that stage twice. He'd won trebles. He'd pretty much done everything. There was no much more he could do. That's not the case for Ange Postecoglou. He's maybe even. No, even halfway through, has mm-hmm. uh, has has sort of um, vision and where he can go. So, but none of us really know, Ryan. That's the thing. Into is uh, when Brendan Rogers left, it was like um, it was like somebody breaking into your house. The feelings that you had, you just felt so robbed. Mm-hmm. So, I'd hate to go through it again. I would hate to go through it again. And then, I, and then I get the fear: who would we get? You know, so I thought you might think that way, but I'm looking at his his, his interview after the match against St Marin and, and he, he came across as a guy who absolutely adores the relationship he's got with the fans here. Realises, again, he realises it's a special club. And do you know something, Ryan? See if he was to leave and go to Elites or go to an R club down there, and even if it worked out okay for him, is he really going to get the same experiences that he's getting here? Not a chance. There's something just very different about being at our club and 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 the passion that our fans have and just the history of the club and everything that goes with it. So I'd like to think that 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's got at least another couple of years with us before we even start thinking about his next move. Oh, I agree, Baz. Um, a few comments on some of the YouTubes, mate. Some of the comments for YouTube. Um, they're talking about uh, Peter Lowell. Um, if Peter Lowell has his say and he kind of interrupts what's happening, then Nans might be away. I, me personally, I don't know why Peter Lowell keeps getting brought up because Peter Lowell's taking nothing to do with that side now. It's, we all know that that he's dealing with the PLC side. He's come out and he's dealing with the money, obviously the money side and the PLC side and everything else. He's dealing with that stuff. So, in my opinion, again, it's just for what I can roughly say from my fan opinion and bits of information you, you get and you see. We all know that Rodgers, uh, no Rodgers, um, Robel, in my opinion, has nothing to do with it. I don't know why fans are worried about it. I, I can see why they're worried because of the past. But <laughs> see, if you look at the past, how many trophies was Lowell on, uh, here when he won? His reign was just about four trophies. The only reason some fans... Uh, a bit fine maybe it's because of that season and it's no order to love it it's no order to learn it's all a big load of things that just happened we can sit here I can sit here and speculate everything that happened you hear things you see things and whatever else it was the it was a board it was this it was that it was Covid cases it was this there's so many things that see we could talk about but in my opinion and for what I know Peter Lowell has got jack shit to do with the transfers. It's Michael Nicholson, Mark Lawwell, and Ange. And yeah. there's there's guys that we know, no, I'm sorry, I don't know. There's guys that who I've even heard of that are probably working behind the scenes in, in the recruitment. But we don't even we're no previously been on the website or actually known of them. There's loads of people behind the club, uh, behind the scenes at the club that we don't even we're no privileged to know who they are. There's probably guys who are helping them i.e. analysis, etc. So, in my opinion, Lowell has got nothing to do with um, the equipment side. I think he's a bit, I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful, but he is getting old. He is getting older now. He is getting on in years. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's going to be around the club that often to be that side anymore. Um, it's the day with Law, Mark Lowell is highly rated by a lot of people. If you know, in my opinion, Barry, if you're involved in this city group, you're very highly rated, i.e. Ange and Mark Lowell. Um, Lowell, I'm talking about Mark, a lot of clubs of communities, how good he is. He starts, behind previous stats that we've done at Man City, brilliant. Um, it's all done to, it's all done to, end of the, it's all done to Dermot Desmond. He's one of the major shareholders. If he doesn't want Ange, then he'll say, right, Ange, look, Best wishes, right, it's time to go. Dermot Desmond holds a lot of things at this club. It's not Lowell. Lowell's eye, he's a, he's a chairman. But Dermot Desmond is one of the biggest shareholders in the club. And if he if he wants to step in, he'll step in. Because he stepped in when, obviously, by all, by all accounts, we were Martin O'Neill. He stepped in, gave him the yeah. money, and he stepped in. As much as I don't like, no, 
I don't like this. And as much as I don't like the fact he's not came to the AGMs, etc. I don't like that. Major shareholders, obviously, we don't know um, if it's family issues, etc., etc. We all know things can happen, but no, I think it's 2006. I think I could be wrong. Something like that. It's something crazy that he's a bit in the AGM. Apparently, something mental. I think one of major shareholders, Barry, should be there to obviously front the fans and what he feels. But I don't think Peter Law was getting into the recruitment, Barry. In fact, I don't think I know. I just, I just sense, I just know he's not getting anything today with that. I just think people, <laughs> I just think they just want to put a bit in him because of uh, the season happened, Barry. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you said it yourself, Ryan. I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to maybe look at one season and, and hold a grudge, but the guy was instrumental in bringing Brendan Rodgers to the club and, you know, unprecedented success. Four trebles we won under, uh, under uh, Peter Law was part of four trebles. Um, so he's, he's, he's a successful man. And he done a lot of good things behind the scenes with the club in terms of uh, commercially, you know, and, and, and Celtic as a brand. So I don't have any concerns in that regard. Uh, Peter Law jeopardising Ange Postecoglou's position with the club. Um, the only other thing I would say on Ange Postecoglou is that you'd like to hope that you know, Celtic to some extent, took a chance bringing Ange Postecoglou to the club. To some mm-hmm. extent. Now, people who know him, people who know his work, um, and the people at the club who knew his work wouldn't have seen it that way. But Ange Postecoglou himself would concede that the Celtic fans embraced him unanimously at a time when we weren't exactly sure. And it was a, a sensitive time. We just uh, failed to get the 10 in a row. Uh, there was all sorts of stuff going on with the club. The communication was poor. And this guy comes in, who mostly has had to go and look up. You'd like to think that's got some depth to it, Ryan, that you know that relationship and that acceptance of him and the way we embraced him and the love affair that we've got with him now, you'd like to think that means something. And gone by the type of guy he is, I, I would think that would mean something to him. I'm not saying he would stay at the club you know, just to keep the fans happy and, and know them default them. I don't mean that. I just mean, I'd like to hope that he would say, let's give the club a wee bit more. Let's give the fans a wee bit more. They deserve it. They've been good to me. And uh, and t- somebody said it uh, on one of the chats earlier, timing's everything in football. Brendan Rodgers got his timing horrendously wrong. And I think Ange, he's a clever man, he'll know that. He'll know, he'll know the the reaction that the Celtic fans had to Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Ange Postecoglou would want to taint his, his spell with a club for, under any circumstances. So I'm just going to let the fear go for the now, right? And uh, just trust the big man that he, he's here for a wee bit of time still to come. No, honestly, Barry, I, think, um, I don't think there's any fear, mate. I'd be, honestly, I'd be really shocked if I woke up in a few days' time um, that he was away down south somewhere. Because I, I know I've seen rumours about um, Jesse Marks going to Southampton and I've seen rumours about Gerrard going to Leeds, etc. Which is, I think, if Gerrard goes to Leeds, that's crazy. That's oh, crazy. Um, Celtic are a very, very, very well-run club. One of the best-run club in the world, probably. Um, even through COVID, we just about came out of profit. 
um, which is phenomenal. It's phenomenal how we didn't lose a lot of money. Um, I think it's £59 million. I think TKB tax sitting in the bank, yeah. apparently for the, the interim results, which is... Well, apparently, according to the Scottish media and Rangers fans, I've spent £50 million. If I spent fifty million, how we how we set me fifty nine million pound the bank? Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Um, the last comment on that, Barry, and then we'll get to the last part of the show. Comment from Meryl. I want to see how much we spend this summer. I would expect to see a large outlay on individual players. Uh, I don't know what you feel about that, Barry, but I do feel. I said to my my old man this morning. I feel maybe this, I know we're still Janovic, but I think maybe, I know he's a, he was a key player, but I, I thought he'd be so for a lot more than we did. Um, I do feel this might be a summer where one of your bigger players does go for big money, and I think I'm only going to go for my, um, for my feeling, and I think it could be O'Reilly. Even though he has spoken about we need to do better next year, you know what I mean, but if he gets a big, big, uh, big offer from down south, because he is, I know he's, he's playing with Denmark, but obviously he's English. I think maybe he might be tempted because he, he's came from MK Dons. I know he's at Celtic, but like you say, as bad as sometimes the Premier League calls, it does mess you ahead. Or I could maybe get them money. I could maybe try and get to a bigger club and et cetera, et cetera. Don't you feel that, Barry? But I don't see the model of Celtic at the moment. I, by all accounts, by the accounts, Barry, you could go spend £10 million on a player. You probably could, I but... Then you need to give him 50, 60, probably. And it's and then obviously, we all know Barry that Celtic's cap's probably maybe between 30 and 40 grand, maybe the biggest will pay. Um, maybe, I, for, what, for what I know, I think McGregor's on a, maybe 30 odds. He should probably be the highest paid, him and Jota, I think, roughly. So, um, don't you feel that, Barry, but I do feel that there will be maybe a few players leaving the summer. Obviously, oh, a few as well, but. How much money do you think that we could um, spend, obviously, considering the model we've got? Well, I was delighted, first and foremost, with those financial reports that came out. You know, uh, again, I go back to my point about Peter Lowell. You know, our club has been run as a business incredibly successfully and also, um, you know, on the pitch, <laughs> enormously successful. So, uh, I think the club uh, are doing everything that, that's required in them. Um, in terms of players going out, Matt O'Reilly has been in and out of the team a wee bit recently, which maybe would stunt his kind of sale. Maybe that would make him wait to a wee bit further down the line. But I do see Matt O'Reilly at some point going for big money because um, form is temporary and class is permanent and he's a class act. Um but I, I, I like the, the, the question for the viewer because it is a good question. Ange Postacoglu has built such a strong squad now that he's definitely not going to need to sign three, four, five players next window. You're maybe looking at some players going out and maybe one or two coming in. And it's back to the kind of David Turnbull scenario where you've got a player there who's a good squad player, he's a good player in his own right, but if you can get guys like him, if you can move them on, and, and you're able to go and spend good money on a player to come straight into the first team. I don't know, Ryan. It, it, it depends on what Ange Postecoglou believes he needs for the Champions League. Yeah. Because that squad that's sitting there now can can win domestically for the next two or three years. But 
how ambitious the Celtic want to be in the Champions League. And if Celtic do match Ange Postacoglu's ambition, I could see Celtic spending somewhere in the region of between 15, 15, 16 million quid on two players. I could see that happening. I could see us investing heavily. Um, but it would only be on two players at most, I would think. And you'd maybe spend big money on them, which is always a gamble. But, I mean, if, if you're going to give any Celtic manager in recent history money, big money to spend on one or two players, give it to Hans Postacoglu. No, I agree, Baz. Um, I think for the Champions League, I think, again, I know you've just signed over, but I think maybe a, I don't want to say a blockbuster um, forward, but I think a proven goal scorer in the Champions League um, would be an essential part of the, of the progression, I feel, Barry, because I think if you'd a, a proven goal scorer in Europe last year, you might have qualified. It's yeah. small margins. Um how much a proven goal scorer is going to cost you? That's what the markets are. I'm not going to sit here and say how much it's going to cost you. But talking about how much guys cost, the last bit of the pod, mate, I'm about to speak about um, is Carter Vickers. What a bargain. For me, people are going to have their opinions on it, what I'm going to say here. I don't, I think just because of how good Van Dyke was here and the money he went for, I'm going to say he's definitely. 100% he's the best defender in Scotland in my opinion and in my opinion he's the best defender since Van Dyke. some fans will say he's better than Van Dyke, but he's definitely in my opinion he's the best since Van Dyke. Um we've had in a long time he's definitely one of the best we've had in the last 20 years he's phenomenal he's so strong powerful he covers def- he covers other defenders i.e. fans have obviously got a bit of a bit of great to start um, don't tell JP um, some fans see the fair way I, I like Starfield he's, but he has got a mistake in him um, the penalty I, I'm, not really, I'm not really about to talk about the VR because we all know what happened yesterday was, was bonkers some of the decisions but um, was it a penalty it's, it's, I don't think it was enough contact but the ref gave it so believe it or that but fans are Starfield's tied in but I think he's maybe a scapegoat because when he does make a mistake, which it's no, it's not every game, but I think it's because he he's prone to it. Or oh, Starfield, right? Kobe Ashley's got to go in, but he's still not lost the game. Him and Vickers have played, so you've got to take that into consideration as well. But on your opinion about Carter Vickers, mate, he's an absolute must keep because I think you will get maybe the summer or the next summer. Um, I think you will get suitors for him down south because he's phenomenal. Um, I still can't believe we're going for what we're going for. I know some people might say it's a lot of money for Celtic, but sometimes Barry, <laughs> six million pound to us is a lot of money, but for other teams and other leagues, it's it's pennies. In my opinion, mate, he's tenfold paid that back already. Aye, well, poor Starfield. No matter what he does, he's always <laughs> going to look bad because Carter Vickers is so good. So all all Starfield's mistakes are highlighted more because he just. Carter Vickers just doesn't make those mistakes at all. But I I don't think he's at, at the level of Van Dyke or even defenders at that level. You know, Diaz at Man City, um, Varane at Man United. I don't think Carter Vickers is at, is at that kind of level. But he's certainly the best defender I've seen in Scotland since Van Dyke. He's the best defender I've seen because a bit like what we were saying about Callum McGregor in his position earlier in the show that it just goes unnoticed so much. 
it just goes unnoticed because it makes it look so easy. You never ever see Carter Vickers in a compromised position. You don't ever see it. You never see him kind of, you know, desperately trying to get back at his man or making stupid mm-hmm. tackles because he's mistimed something. He's just, his football IQ as a defender is probably what makes him so good. He's obviously got, you know, he's, he's a brick shithouse, isn't he? And he's rapid as well. So he's, he's got obvious qualities, but it's his, his football IQ is up there because he's just always where he should be on the pitch. Um, I he's he's absolutely class. I, I, do you know, I don't really see, I do see him being somebody that's here long term because I don't think there would be a lot of clubs would look at him um, because he doesn't have that kind of obvious uh, appeal. You think about Chris Iyer when he was at say, like Chris Iyer, he wasn't anywhere near as good as Carter Vickers, but Chris Iyer would do um, tackles that would be, they would catch the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he would do last ditch tackles. He would he would make up thirty yards on a on an attacker. He would, he would stride out for the back and and you know move into midfield with the ball. So he looked good at times, but in terms of just out and out defence, um, and being solid and and no making mistakes, Carter Vickers is ah, he makes it he makes it does make defending look easy. Just had a wee bit of my dad support. Apparently Ian McCall's been sacked. Don't know if that's true. Um that's a very strange one. If it's in the wee school I don't know if it's true, but just been told he's been sacked. Don't need to see if that's true. Which I think strange after the result of the day, they took dangers very, very close. Um, that boy, sorry, Ryan, that boy down south get the sack, didn't he? Um, the Southampton manager. Nathan Jones, was it, was, it, was it only 95 days or something he was in the job? I 13 games or something, wasn't it? Roughly, something like that. That's incredible, um, isn't it? And you're talking about Ayer. I actually think Ayer would do well in this team. I didn't think he was the best of defenders. But what I liked about him was sometimes, Barry, it was prices and what he'd done in terms of taking the ball out. He used to run about 30, 40 yards and it gave you a bit of breathing space to reshape because that's what he'd done. Uh, he was very good at that, I thought. Um, again, a bit of a scapegoat because he wasn't in that as a centre-back and Rogers made a centre-half. He seen something in, in to make a centre-back uh, out of the air and then he got, he got his big move down south to, um, obviously, Brentford. Um, he's not really played much through injury, but all in all, mate, I think Ayer is a decent player. I think he's done well for himself, obviously, getting a move. Um, I think because of that season, mate, a lot of people are going to get um, a bit of criticism because of who they are as a player. But I totally agree with you in terms of backers, mate. He's brilliant. I think he's effortless sometimes. Um, I don't think... I know some people can maybe put a put a gate in him. I know Curtis Main tried yesterday, but I thought I thought Vickers just dealt on with ease. Um, and all in all, mate, I thought they... Um, the game yesterday was the last thought of yourself, mate. But the game yesterday, I thought all in, mate. It was good to go through the next round. Didn't think they caused as much issues, St. Marin, to be fair. Um, all in all, mate, good to go through the next round and um, another victory, mate, which is the main thing. And um, performance levels are slowly getting there in terms of um, maybe no being in second gear all the time. Um, a second gear all the time, but we think Barry, we need to. Going to that third and fourth gear, but we need to put the thought to the 
to the floor. I think we're the only team in Scotland that can do that to change games. Yeah, happy, delighted. Five goals, you know, a wee butt conceding a goal, but uh, you know, all positives. You know, the full squad or, or just about most of them played their part. Uh, glad Hatati got a couple of goals as well, and so getting his debut goal was was fantastic. Um, and competition for places, Ryan, especially at this time of the season, you know, when, when you're getting towards the kind of end of it and uh, cup competitions, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll obviously get a final to come, but knockout stages uh, with the Scottish Cup, you know, you want competition for places, you want people right on the edge, playing on the edge, fighting for positions because there's big games coming up uh, and we've got that. We've got that right throughout the whole squad in every position, just about. So, no, I'm a, I'm a happy fan. Looking forward to the draw and um, looking forward to any noise and speculation about big hands. Looking forward to that settling so that I can get a, a night's sleep without getting woke up. <laughs> I think I think the night mate will be fine, but then tomorrow it'll be Southampton rumours. Um, uh, so, so the fear will be back. Um, but that's the end of tonight's show. Thanks for the comments and listening. Um, if you do like the content and you do like me, JP, Barry and Jason, uh, I know Ada's, Ada spoke as well last week, spoke very well as well. If you like us um, talking, if you if you do like us that is, even if you like some nonsense chat, um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tick the red bell, it's on your screen and um, you'll get any video we get live or we put up. If you don't know how to do it, just make a wee Google account with a password you know and you'll be able to make one and please click subscribe. Myself and Barry, we're on Facebook, myself, JP, and Jason as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you'll get the YouTube channel. Just type in Celtic on the City View, and you'll get it on TikTok and YouTube. Um, again, thanks for the comments and the listeners. Uh, sorry we can't get every comment. Um, we're trying our best to obviously get as much as we can. But again, Barry, hail, hail, mate. Thanks for the chat, and have a good rest of Sunday night, mate. Hail, hail, Ryan. Cheers, guys. Cheers. A big milestone for for the captain as well. Considering obviously where we were a wee while ago, didn't know who the captain was going to be. Um, a few is including myself, wasn't sure, but McGregor, I was kind of saying Julian and all that, and you weren't really sure how who was going to come in as manager to start off with, and then who would be the captain. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, because let's be fair, anybody who follows Scott Brown, it's always going to be a hard task to follow the way he was as a person, as a player and as a captain. Um, yep. not-